Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. The 2021 NFL Draft is in the books, but there is still plenty to wager on over at betonline.ag. You've got the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and oh, by the way, you can still bet on plenty of football-related items, rookie futures, NFL futures, who's going to win the Super Bowl, how many yards are some of these top rookies going to throw for, run for, receive. It's all available to you at betonline.ag. Check it out today. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast. Podcast With your hosts, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner, Jake Arians. It is the month of June. It is rankings season. And we have the ranking czar. That is the name that he has put into uh, the, the chat service that we use here to record this show. Jamie Eisner, the full projections are done. The quarterbacks yes. are up. We start with the quarterbacks here on today's show. Jake and I are smiling. We're, we're just grinning ear to ear to be able to ask questions, to have this conversation. And just to break down the way we're going to do this, if you haven't seen Jamie's story over at thedraftnetwork.com where the rankings have been posted, he put the quarterbacks into tiers. That's how we are going to break down this show. So tier seven, tier six, tier five, and a little bit of tier four are going to be on today's show. And the next week for quarterback part two, the rest of tier four, and then tiers three, two, and one, basically the top 15 quarterbacks you will see, you will hear on next uh, Monday show. So today we get to argue about the guys at the back half of the list. And again, Jake has said this so many times, it's hard to argue with the, with Jamie, with all the numbers and the work that he goes in uh, to this. We're going to try to find it. I'm going to try to find the arguments here over the course of the show. I've got a couple uh, just for the hell of it, Chris. But, well, you know, we, we do – we want to throw that out in the beginning, how much we know Jamie works and puts into this. Yes. And the math is phenomenal. Some of this is still mind-blowing by my boy, the ranking czar. So I, I'm, I'm excited to dive in because we, we would argue just for the hell of it. So, and by the way, just, just to, as a reference to everybody, all of the projections will be available on TDN.com uh, once we get to the back part of the month. But you guys are going to kind of get a sneak peek at some of these that yes. are not yet revealed yes. for the actual specifics to some of these on this podcast. But you'll be able to see them all and visually be able to look, look through them and be able to use them to adjust to your own league settings by the end of the month. 
So I, I, I feel the need to say this. I will say it on the Monday show as well. You are not going to hear Deshaun Watson's name over the course of this conversation, other than when I'm saying it right now, Jamie has made the decision for obvious reasons to not rank him until his status for 2021 and beyond uh, is figured out. So Deshaun Watson's not going to be named here. So I don't want you tweeting at Jamie. I don't want you tweeting at any of us. Oh, where's Deshaun Watson? It, he's intentionally left off. Uh, once it becomes clear, Jamie will readjust this oh, and we can have that, com- yeah. we, that we can have that conversation, but we will not be having that conversation here on the show. So here's the way I'm going to do this. I will throw out the tier, throw out the names with their numbers, and then we can discuss if there's a specific player uh, that wa- that j- warrants a conversation, and then we will move on throughout the tier. So your tier seven quarterbacks, Jamie, Andy Dalton at 35, Mac Jones at 34, Drew Locke 33, Sam Darnold 32, Jameis Winston 31, and the one that has gotten you the most heat in uh, the TDN staff circles is the guy you have ranked 32nd, Sam Darnold. You have an official TDN bet. bet for the bet season. A, lot of, a, a box of built bars on the line here for yes. Sam Darnold. I'm with Joe on this one. Jake appears to be with me and Joe on this one. This feels low, Jamie. 32 feels low for Sam Darnold. Yeah, and look, it, it is a little bit low, but the reality is he's been a terrible fantasy quarterback from the second he stepped into the NFL. Uh, going back to 2018, uh, looking at all of the quarterbacks that have started 10 or more games in the NFL in that stretch, he ranks as the QB 37 in that run. He was outside the top 30 quarterbacks last year as well. You know, you're going to have to factor in some missed time for him. You know, he's going to get a little bit of a, of a weapons upgrade, uh, but he's had Robbie Anderson before. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. I mean, he's had Robbie Anderson before okay. and he was terrible. Did so you like, watch the Jets play last year? A little bit? Yeah, but Donald wasn't good two years ago. Donald wasn't good three years ago. And he those, never had these weapons. I mean, he had Robbie Anderson. So By yeah, he gets deep, so, Sure, but he gets so it's a DJ Moore upgrade over the the wide receiver twos there, and then what else? I'm sorry, do you know? Are you always in the backfield for him catching passes? That Christian McCaffrey is not going to. It's going to be good for Christian McCaffrey. He's not going to be. He's not going to elevate Sam Darnold's overall passing by a ton. Not the way he's like. I to me, I I my, my biggest question is: Yes, you don't think he gets an upgrade from Joe Brady? The wonder kid of all wonder kids he probably so like, does. John McVay and Kyle Shanahan apparently. Yeah, so it goes from the 37th quarterback to 32nd. <laughs> now, look, the reality is he's probably not going to finish in 32, but my bet with Joe is that he's not a top 25 fantasy quarterback, and I, and I fully agree with that because he's pretty much never been. His home road splits are horrible. He has never been able to play well on the road. I'm just not going to all of a sudden start projecting him to just be all sorts of better when we have literally never seen it happen. He's never played more than 13 games in a season. I, uh, I mean, look, there are a couple quarterbacks ahead of him that I don't think are going to play full seasons. Right. So his that would, total that would points be, will be a little bit higher. That was my point is I think you could easily put him 29th on this list without even thinking, without even really getting into the conversation by putting him in front of Cam Newton and Jimmy G, who I don't think make it through the whole season. That's fine, but I'd still rather play Cam Newton and Jimmy G while they're starting. And then I'll just drop him and pick somebody else. If you're going to pick up Sam Darnold, you can drop it and find 16 points. You would rather, wait a minute. You would rather play Cam Newton or Jimmy G while they're than, starting? Yes. I would rather play Cam Newton or Jimmy G while they are starting over Sam Darnold while he is starting, it, considering neutral matchups. Yes. Man, maybe I just have maybe a very – coming in hot and prepared for this conversation, Chris. I cannot I, get on board with starting Cam Newton over Sam Darnold. No, Healthy I can't either. I, I, he was and, a better and, fantasy quarterback last year, as terrible as Cam Newton was. He was a significantly better fantasy quarterback than Sam Darnold last and, year. It's such a different situation, though. Like, I'm I'm not, you know, the biggest Joe Brady fan in the world. I mean, he's a good freaking coordinator. He's done it for one year in his life. But I think he gets an upgrade there. Gets an upgrade and changing positions, not being in New York. I'm giving him a ton of credit because he's a kid that 
is kind of low-key and chill. Playing in New York's a mother. We all know that. I'm giving him a fresh start outlook that I got him closer to 25. We'll see. The only thing I give you here is that he's never played more than 13 games. You got him at 14, right? Yep. <sighs> With the extra a team game, that yeah. wants to run the ball, but a team that that defense is still young and not very good. I think he's going to have to throw it. I mean, I think, honestly – I think him and Trevor Lawrence end up closer than he does to the bottom. Yeah. Trevor I, Lawrence I, has better weapons, but he's way up this I, list. I don't think it's even close. Like I, I would be willing to bet something on whatever that would be. Um, yeah, I'm not saying they're going to finish at like 14 or 15, but. I, I just, I look, I, I think you're asking of, of, you're having a lot of faith in seeing something you've literally never seen before. And I think that that's what you're asking for. I've seen it at home with no weapons. And I've seen elite play at times in every game that he's ever played in. It might be one throw, but the dude can play. I mean, we're we're talking about him like he's a total bum with an upgraded coordinator, an upgraded weapons, and a fresh start who was going to be the consensus number one pick and ends up going, what, third? We got, we are. I've got, I've got Jake, three years of him being terrible. Jake like, and I, I understand are ex- he's getting an upgrade. And I, I do think he'll be a little bit better there, but... I just, to me, it's just not somebody I'm very interested in at all. Like, I'm, I'm just not. He's, I don't think he's that good. Um, I think I would, I'm curious to see him. I'm curious to see him in this new environment, getting away from Adam Gase and company, getting a little bit of a weapons upgrade, definitely getting a coaching upgrade. Like, I'm interested in seeing that. But I think you're projecting a lot to imagine he's going to be fantasy relevant at all. This guy is averaging like 13 points per game in his career, fantasy wise. Like, it just, it doesn't happen. And he hasn't really put together more than a couple really good, a couple decent fantasy games in a row. Like I just, I just haven't. It's never happened, and I'm I, not going to bet on it happening just because he's. Or I'm not going to bet against your numbers. This one just feels off. This, this is a, this is an extreme example of Jake and I being extremely optimistic about a situation, and Jamie coming in just slapping us with the numbers and being like, "Nope," and that's fine. So, and that's okay. And that's what I like about this conversation because Jake and I are, are coming at it from we're looking at this, and man, we, we have all these positives. This is a new situation. We love all the weapons. Like we think this is going to be a great, great fit for him. And again, to your point, Jamie, I don't, I don't personally think we're going to talk uh, Sam Darnold about a, a top eighteen, top fifteen, top twelve quarterback by the time the season is over. But to reference back to the launching point for this conversation your bet with joe marino of top 25 i think that is well within reach for oh, it, sam it's Darnold. possible I, i'm not picking and by the way teddy bridgewater was the qb 23 last year that so, was going mean, to be my question and the one name that's off this list completely that's i'm just assuming that like while we're talking about the bottom yeah. tier here we have to bring up teddy bridgewater my question was where does he finish so you're saying sam Darnold is going to be worse than teddy bridgewater no i'm saying other quarterbacks around the league are going to be better than they okay. were last year like, I think that's the equation, too, because, again, last year you didn't have, you know, certain positions on certain teams like be like you had Daniel Jones was behind him last year. Baker Mayfield was behind him last year. Uh, you know, there were a lot of other some of these guys I'm just going to have ahead of him this year that are going to be playing either full seasons, don't have the weather concerns, have upgraded other weapons around him that I think that can slightly jump him that he was like. So, for example, I actually have so to pull lock sucks so bad. He's going to play every game. Teddy Bridgewater's <laughs> not on the list and he's still at thirty three. I, the reality is, is like Drew Locks. I would just replace Lock with Bridgewater. There's not gonna. I don't think neither one of those guys are upgrades. I didn't project eight and eight just because I figured screw it. But uh, neither one of those guys are. Yeah, I don't be think. I don't think the relevant. ceiling for either of those guys gets them into tier six or tier five of this conversation. Not really. Like I, I, you love the weapons there. I just don't like the players. 
And like, I like Teddy Bridgewater as a real life quarterback. I don't like Teddy Bridgewater as a fantasy quarterback. Like, I don't think there's any upside there whatsoever. When and for example, some of the guys Fangio and that defense. And the I think they, they want to run, run the ball. ball and they've added the, the fact that they're going to do that. I can get on board with that one. That one kind of jumped at me too, that I was like, wait a minute, you got him as the starter and he's beyond not fantasy relevant with those weapons. I mean, he hasn't been good when he's been the starter too. Like no, some, he, some of these guys he, just, he has, I don't think he's going to be the starter. That's why I brought up Teddy. That's not even on the list when Davis probably Mills not. has 121 pass attempts and Taysom Hill is 53. So, by the way, before we get off the point about uh, Sam Darnold, here are some of the guys that finished behind Teddy Bridgewater last year and why I say it's more about the guys I think could jump him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Baker Mayfield, uh, Tua, Daniel Jones. Uh, and so, like, there are a handful of these guys that finished. By the way, all those guys finished above Darnold. But they finished behind Teddy Bridgewater last year. You know, uh, Bears quarterback finished behind Teddy Bridgewater last year. Colts quarterback finished behind Teddy Bridgewater last year. So all of those things, like I, those players are going to jump, in my estimation, Sam Darnold this year. So it's not so much that Sam Darnold – like I do actually have Sam Darnold projected to score a couple more points per game than he did last year, but I think all those guys leap him over the course of the season. So that's that's why he is down there, why that ranking look – especially as you get into the 30s, why some of these starters look out of place where they are. I have uh, one question before we leave this tier, and it, it doesn't need to be a full-fledged conversation. Jamie, Mac Jones, 34th on this list. That projection, assuming he's not the starter week one. If he Correct. was the starter week one, does he does he move himself into that tier six, maybe the back half of tier five conversation? Yes, he would. Like, he okay. would move up slightly. He's still not. I don't think he's terribly fantasy relevant in single quarterback leagues, uh, but he would, yeah, he would move himself up in that conversation. I, I had him at the moment uh, starting 10 games. That okay. was my and, projection and, and, for him. And again, I just people are just going to see Mac Jones 34. They might not read the full blurb. So I'm just trying to elaborate here that if we were looking at a full season, this conversation uh, is a little different. And and to this point, Chris, I want to make this known when I do these rankings and they come with projection game projections next to them. I rank them as if things are going to play out exactly how I have them projected games wise. So as that changes, as we learn more information, I will move them around. But there's a like I, I don't want to rank like I could rank Mac Jones and Cam Newton next to each other. I don't think that's super helpful if I think that, you know, one is going to play more than the other. And those will change based on how sure. I think how many games those guys wind up starting. All right. Tier six, the next tier that we're going to get to here on the show. And I think there are going to be some fun conversations here. Uh, Jimmy G, 30, Cam Newton, 29. We mentioned both of those guys. Carson Wentz, 28, Ben Roethlisberger, 27, Daniel Jones, 26, Baker Mayfield, 25, Jared Goff, 24. Uh, The two names that stick out to me here in terms of a conversation point, probably Baker, maybe at 25. uh, And then Carson Wentz at 28 would be the two names that I, that I would like to to have a conversation about. So I got a couple other names. Start start with those. So let's start with Baker for a second, because I think that's going to be that ranking is lower than where you're going to see him across. Uh, I think people have forgotten how little the Browns actually want to pass relative to the rest of the league. And I went back last year and I stripped away those three weather games. I threw them out. So I did not punish Baker Mayfield for those back-to-back-to-back like wind, rain, sleet games. Snow, hail games in which they just ran the ball uh, every play. So I stripped that out. I said, we're not going to use those numbers. So I looked at the numbers that he threw last year, and I looked at what Kevin Stefanski did with Kirk Cousins in his almost two full seasons with him. And you're going to be around that 31 pass attempts per game, which is not a lot in today's NFL. Like I have Baker Mayfield projected at 526 pass attempts. Like I think that is the area where he gets hurt. Like I still, you need volume. I mean, you need volume. It's the only reason why Jared Goff is even that high is because of volume. 
you need that in order to have consistent fantasy production from the quarterback position. And while Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than a lot of the guys that are around him in that spot, he's not going to have the volume for sustained fantasy success. He can be a solid matchup here and there. You know, I, I have him projected right now to be, you know, flirt with, you know, flirt with 4,000 yards and 27 touchdowns. But, you know, if he, if you told me he had 626 pass attempts, he's moving way up this list, but it's not going to happen. And that's not the way Kevin Stefanski wants to play. It's not the way the Browns want to play. It's not the way the Browns are going to play. And it's not the way they have played when in normal conditions. So, and that's, that's assuming that we're not going to get any other crazy weather games. And last I checked, Cleveland isn't known for its great weather. So, it's just something to be aware of because it's a big name value and he had some big weeks when they threw a lot toward the end. Just be aware. This is the same conversation I had with Baker Mayfield last year at this time. I don't think there's going to be a lot of passing volume and when without that becomes a problematic fantasy production. So this is just more skepticism of what we know of Kevin Stefanski as a play caller than it is Baker Mayfield as a talent, right? That That's where the, the, the this 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 25 ranking comes in because I look, Jamie, at, at, at some of the guys, and again, I don't want to give away too much of Tier 5, but there are two guys that you, got, that you have in Tier 5 that I don't think start Week 1. So it was interesting to see Baker fall where he does at 25 with those guys in front of him where he's going to play more than those guys. So Tier understand, I agree with wholeheartedly, though. Like Jamie but, sold me on this last preseason and was spot on. I'm this 100% is, in on this one. This is the other factor, too, for this. And, and, and I want to bring up why, especially these are for single quarterback leagues. So what I am assuming when I make these rankings of what is your likelihood of starting them at some point? So, yes, there are two quarterbacks that may not start in week one that are ahead of him, but I think they're going to score more per game. And that, to me, is more valuable over the long haul because a couple of the guys ahead of him are going to start, you know, 14 games or 12 games or whatever it might be. But I think they're going to have significantly more fantasy production in those games, even though we know we're going to get, assuming health, 16 game, or 17 starts of Baker Mayfield. So to me, I have Mayfield right now at 15.95 fantasy points per game, for example, and, and we'll talk about some of the other guys. But one of the rookies, I have at 18.62. So for me, that's almost three points per game more, even though he might not start the first three or four games of the season. That to me is more valuable in a single quarterback league because I'm not taking zeros those weeks. You know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to grab somebody in this range. It might be Baker Mayfield. I start for those few games. If I, if I got into a really big bind. So that is how these rankings kind of manifest for me. It's not just a straight, you know, here's the fantasy points. It's when they play, what is the likelihood that I'm going to actually play them in a 12 team full PPR single quarterback format? I mean, I don't want to fully rehash the Carson Wentz conversation. I, I, I don't I want to fully know. rehash it, but I got a question. You guys I just don't know. 14 games. Yeah. He's going to be so bad, and they're going to throw it so much less that you barely got him throwing for 3,179 yards in 14 games. I have him. I have him at – so right now, here's how I got to this number. The last three years, Frank Reich's teams have averaged 35.6 pass attempts per game. So over the 14-game stretch, that puts him just a shade under 500 attempts. If you look at his 4.1% touchdown percentage, not including last year. I did. I, I took away last year. Uh, but I looked at his previous two numbers. years. Touchdown percentage. It doesn't look right, but then you break it down and go, yeah. okay, I can't so, really argue with that because you got to throw Philip Rivers skewed the numbers when you're talking about Frank yeah. Rock's team. Last well, year, and I'm, and I'm also up. talking about Carson Wentz's touchdown percentage, not last year. So I, I'm taking, I just threw that part away for this equation because I don't. I, that's as bad as it's going to get. But his previous two years touchdown percentage was about 4.12%. So on those amount of pass attempts, we're talking about 2021 touchdowns. His last two years of yards per attempt, about 6.38, puts him around 3,200 yards. 
2.1% interception percentage, about 10 and a half interceptions. He's going to probably get you a couple rushing touchdowns, 250 yards. So he kind of puts himself in this range where I know those numbers look weird, but that's kind of where he's going to be um, because I, they are going to run the ball a lot and still look 500 pass attempts. Like he has almost as many pass attempts as Baker Mayfield over the season in 14 games when three less games. So this is what I'm talking about where it comes to volume. Now he, this tier, for example, um, you know, where he's in this spot, I could see you going anywhere. Like if you want to have him as high as 24, I'm cool with that. Like to me, I think a lot of these guys are completely interchangeable in this spot. Like if you see what my projections end up being, I think the ver- the difference from the very top to the very bottom is what? Uh, uh, less than a half a point. So this, this is the most points. interesting tier to me, Jamie, because there's some other names. We've, we've talked about Wentz. I just had to have you break down the numbers because you're so freaking good at it. that like, that makes a ton of sense. Daniel Jones jumps off the board at me with the new weapons, the ability to run some. I don't that one 30 barely 3200 yards if he's going to play that many games they're only 485 pass attempts I can see them throwing they don't want to throw it that much but I can see them throwing it a lot more than that especially with the teams in their division they're going to have to try to keep up with that one kind of jumps off the board at me I want to talk about and then there's two other names still in this in this tier I want to talk about this one's fascinating to me yeah this is taking a look at what the Giants did last year and we'll see if they end up passing the ball significantly more but last year was a little about 32.3 attempts per game last year which kind of puts him in that for 15 games which he hasn't been healthy for a full season in a bit uh you know puts him at 485 29 his low touchdown rate's been a problem um and that's always a factor you have to consider high high turnover rate puts him in this scenario um i i looked at his career average yards per attempt and i double weighted it towards last year because it was better last year than it was before still puts him at about 6.6 yards per attempt so you know, it, it, it's an interesting spot where I, I want to see what they actually do with Saquon back, with them being, with them having a good defense, how many games they're actually in close. You know, you're going to get some rushing from him. You just doesn't get the rushing touchdowns. You're going to get the yards from him. He'll be in that 400, 500 rushing yard range, but he's not a guy that you're going to see a lot in the end zone like some of these other quarterbacks that really get a boost from getting, you know, five, six, seven rushing touchdowns in a season. Again, he's in this category to me where, like everybody in this room is in the bi-week matchup conversation. Like that's kind of where they fall for me, where they have a really good matchup. You know, he's playing Dallas, for example. He's playing Philadelphia. You know, you look at that and say, okay, you know, I'm during a bye week and, you know, all of a sudden you have four or five teams on a bye week. You know, given how he's playing, giving some injuries, all of a sudden he is going to be ranked as a, you know, QB 16, QB 17 for that given week. So all of these guys, I think, like to me, this tier break is between the last one we talked about and this one is more significant because I see these guys contributing a couple weeks throughout the year for fantasy teams where I really don't see that tier seven group really playing much outside of two quarterback or super flex formats. So there's two more names on this list, Chris. I want I want to I have a sure. comment. I have a comment on one, and there's not really an argument here. I just want to throw it out there to caution people. Ben Roethlisberger is interesting. You've heard the media reports that he feels great. He loves the new offense. I played golf with him not too long ago, and I asked him, because we talk about this show all the time. You guys know I'm, I'm big on ACLs the next year and then the next year, right? And I was like, hey, look, I've heard this about the elbow, that first year is a lot like an ACL, that it's sore, it flares up, you don't have the strength, and then year two, you know, it really comes back. Now, my argument, I'm not saying this is correct, but Ben was like, yeah, I've been told that, and I feel amazingly, significantly better than I did last year. Now I'm not, he's getting older. I'm not saying that the arm didn't look dead, that he didn't look 
dead at times last year. He couldn't move, which was the biggest shocker to me. Uh, but if he throws it 572 times, you got him a thousand yards less than Matt Ryan with those weapons that he has. That one's interesting that I would pay attention to him. And then we're talking about this here, that if the arm does look alive in week one or in the preseason, you see if it looks like he's got some more pop, then maybe he's right. And maybe the doctors are right. That's one just to pay attention to. I want to throw that out there because it's that's one that could skew these numbers. I know you agree with me there that if he looks more like Ben from a couple years ago before the elbow, it's a big if, don't get me wrong, but that's one I would pay attention to. The one that really jumped out when I started breaking down the numbers was Jared Goff. 650 pass attempts, which I see. 4,700 yards. Who the hell is he throwing it to, James? It doesn't matter. Volume, baby. Volume. And that's where it is. And that's, like, I think that's the fascinating part because we talk about these other guys in this tier. I know they the numbers are going to make sense when you say this to me, but I was but like, like – 4,700 yards to who? I'll break it down here. But but it's funny because, like, you look at the other guys in this tier where, like, we talked about Roethlisberger at 572 and Daniel Jones in 15 games at 485 and Baker Mayfield at 526, and then you just see Jared Goff at 650. Like, I think that that is why he continues to be up here, even though he probably doesn't deserve to be. They have pieces. They're just not great, but they're okay. Like, I think Tyro Williams is going to be a solid piece. They don't have – they don't have a one. They don't really – how are they, they going to chew off kneecaps if they're throwing at 650? <laughs> they ain't going to be good. That defense is horrible. And this team is going this team might win two games. This team might go two and 15. Like they're going to have to throw it a lot. Uh, even like Anthony Lynn's offensive have averaged over 35 pass attempts per game over the last two seasons. And I see that volume continuing just given how bad this team is. And you look at the, the touchdown percentage in recent years for golf. Uh, it's like, he's gonna like, it's not high. Like it's a less than a 4% touchdown rate, which I think is reasonable given the weapons on this team. Just there's a point where, you know, you're, he's averaging 7.29 yards per attempt over the last couple of years. Like he's going to get that, those options. He's going to be able to throw a lot and kind of get to that point. Uh, but it, it's a very interesting projection because he's not very good. And your eyes are going to tell you on a weekly basis, he's not very good. And I'm not excited about him going away from Sean McVay. But 650 pass attempts, I mean, you don't care how you get those points. You just want to get those points. And there are going to be weeks where he's going to throw the ball 45 times and be able to eke his way to 20-something points. His fantasy points per pass attempt is not going to be good, but you don't care about that because that's not how fantasy's played. Yeah, I mean, that's 65 more times than Matt Ryan and going to throw it yeah, a few hundred. <laughs> I, just, I love when I look at it as a whole list. And certain numbers will just jump off the page. Like yeah. the freaking pain man. Like some of them just go, hey, look at me. That was like one of the Jared Goff 4,700. I knew the numbers would make sense when you broke it down. But that was like, who the hell is he throwing 4,700 yards to? I just love, I'm looking at the top of the list, like the top 10, and just comparing his pass attempt numbers to the, some of the guys just, inside the top 10. It's ridiculous. just ridiculous. But it's, yeah. what, it's what made him semi-fantasy relevant as a QB2 in the years past. It's not because yes. he's good. It's no, just it's because of the volume. he throws it yeah. so freaking much. I think the reason I threw it out there was people think whether they like him or not. I think a lot of people think that the fantasy relevance was the guys he was throwing it to is why I brought that. Like, who's the hell is he throwing it to? He's not throwing to Robert Woods and Cooper cup and his boys anymore. He's throwing to a bunch of like you said, people. I mean, like, well, but if you still throw it that much, I mean, it's the NFL. You're going to have those numbers are going to make sense. I knew they would when you said that. I just, I think a lot of people get caught up with anybody could have put those numbers up with the Rams or maybe they're right. No, they but, are right because of yeah. Jared Goff did. Like, I mean, that's the reality. Jared Goff's not a good quarterback. Like, it is what it is. Like, with the, the whole anybody could put those numbers up. Yeah, we know because we watched Jared Goff do it. Like, I think we're going to see, like, we'll talk about Stafford on probably next show. And if they oh, weren't yeah. going to run the ball so much, I would be like, 
all in on him, but we'll, we'll talk about that on another show. But the other thing that's note, if you guys look at these rankings when they become available, is remember everything is going to look a little off because of the 17th game. So everything's going to look not, not the pass, not the like the prorated numbers like pass attempts per, but all the numbers are going to look ever so slightly off of what you think they're going to because we've got so used to looking at 16 game numbers yep. at the end of the season, and now we have to look at 17 game ones. I will also caution everyone to when you look at these before you want to blow Jamie up on Twitter and your your That's favorite team's quarterback gets crushed. Look, my, the biggest thing I always make the mistake when I just look at which ones jump off the page. How many games played? Yep, you can break it down to per points per game, all that kind of stuff, which goes in the rankings. But look how many games you're talking about that quarterback playing, and you don't know which games those are going to be. Are they going to miss a week here? Come back for a week, miss another week. That stuff really plays into when you're doing these rankings. That's where the numbers really, to me, when you start breaking them down, make a ton of sense. You forget to look how many games played. That's we've done this the last couple of years. Yeah. I'm like, where the hell did he get that from? And, oh, he's only got him playing 12 games because he'll never played more than like that makes a ton of sense. So we will move into tier five here, and I will I will just tell everybody without spoiling it. I think Jamie has already gotten the tweet of the off season when it comes to this whole uh, projection process. It was a tweet that he shared with me yesterday. Oh yeah. Has to- has to do with his quarterback that he has uh, at number one. And I'm just going to leave it at that. We are not going to discuss it uh, any further here on the show. If you want to go seek that tweet out, well, you do we'll so. Talk about it, no, we'll talk about it on Monday. because You was... do so at your own leisure. Oof. Tier number five, Justin Fields at 23, Derek Carr at 22, Trey Lance at 21, Tyra Taylor at 20. Jamie, this is kind of a, a, a weird combo tier that you have here. You have Lance and Fields, and I think th- this is a spot of, hey, betting on high upside of one, once they do play, that they're going to be really big impact fantasy players. And then you have Derek Carr, who shrug emoji as to what the Raiders offense is going to look like this season. And then Tyra Taylor, shrug emoji as to what Houston's offense is going to look like this year. So this is kind of like a combo balancer. There's not a name that really sticks out to me in this tier for a conversation, just a, a weird, a weird, a weird grouping of players here. Yeah. And, and I think none of these guys aside from Derek Carr is probably starting a full slate of games this year. So uh, it, it's another fact you have to kind of consider. There is some upside here. Talk about Justin Fields for a second, because I thought I would be higher on him here. But I think the biggest reason why I'm not is I took a look back at how this Chicago offense changed once Bill Lazor took over. And we started to see a significant shift in the way this offense operated compared to what McNaggy was doing. You know, last year when Bill Lazor took over, including the playoff game, the Bears rushed about 26 and a half times per game uh, with him. And they threw the ball about 34 times a game. So we're talking over the course of a 17 game season, that's less than 600 pass attempts total. So I think that's where this is going to come in and with Justin Fields where, you know, he's in this spot for me because I don't think their passing volume is going to be toward the lower half of the league. Uh, I would imagine if they continue those same trends that Bill Lazor had success with last year. And I don't really see a reason why they wouldn't. The other factor here is unlike with a guy like Trey Lance or even a Tyrod Taylor of the world, the Justin Fields rushing upside is still projection. Because he's been a player that has not used that as a major primary tool while he was at Ohio State. And I know there's a lot of talk about his 40 time and all this other stuff that we trust going into the draft. But that's an area of his game that he doesn't lean on heavily. And I don't necessarily expect him to all of a sudden start doing that. Until I see it, I don't want to project it. So his rushing numbers are significantly less than a guy like Trey Lance or a guy like Tyrod Taylor. So that also knocks him down a little bit here where it puts him into this tier for me. Um, you know, I I think he'll be relevant when he plays, but in that same sense of a bye week fill-in, depending on the matchup type of a thing. Same thing with Trey Lance and Carr. 
Tyrod Taylor, I want to call out a little bit because he's a player that has provided more fantasy value when he's been a starter than people think. And he's always been like the next guy. It's always been like he's he's keeping the seat warm for Josh Allen or keeping the seat warm for Baker Mayfield or keeping the seat warm for Justin Herbert and whatever it's been in. You know, at some point he's keeping the seat warm for next Texans quarterback, but he's actually been fairly fantasy relevant. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. Um, you know, he he rushes around enough to give you some interesting fantasy value there. Uh, I'm I'm excited to kind of see what he's able to do in terms of a once we start getting into bye weeks, there are going to be times where he's ranked in that 15, 16 range where if he has that right matchup, he's going to be worth playing because there's going to be plenty of volume and there's going to be plenty of him running around for his life as the Texans try to make their way through what looks to be like a disastrous season that's ahead for them. And he doesn't turn it over. Yeah. I, that was, that's one like people are going to look at the list and go, Tyrod Taylor. And that's where the numbers really make sense. Jamie can make that look. I love what you said. Um, right there about Justin Fields. When he becomes the starter, whenever that is, he's still a rookie. The 40 time doesn't matter. I don't know that he's a better rusher than people they've had in the past. Right? I mean, yeah. we'll find out, but I'll tell you this much. The coaching staff is coaching for their lives. They don't want when he becomes the starter for him to get hurt. There was going to be a serious two or three people in his ears Take the check down, get out of the pocket, throw it away, all that kind of stuff, which is going to limit what you're talking about. I, I love where you have him. Biggest question to me on this tier is how much Trey Lance is playing. Yeah. If Jimmy G doesn't get hurt, he doesn't play this many games. The stuff I'm sure. hearing out of San Francisco, they love healthy Jimmy G. He still has the locker room. I think this is 100% health dependent on if he plays. Now, I agree with you that I think he's going to put up numbers when he does. My question of where he finishes the year is Jimmy G is too low if he's playing that, that that many number, you know, that many games, and Trey Lance is too high. But either way, I think whoever that quarterback is, I think Trey Lance is more fantasy relevant than Jimmy G when he becomes the quarterback in San Francisco is what I'm trying to say. But yeah. I think Jimmy G has that job more solidified than people think unless he gets hurt. But he always gets hurt. So I love – I love – I want to bring that up because I love where you have Trey Lance because I, regardless how many games it is, when he becomes the quarterback, I think he becomes extremely fantasy relevant. Yes, and, and to me, I, I will have Lance projected with more points per game than Jimmy G, but if Jimmy's the starter for however long he's the starter, he's in that same tier. Like, yeah. he would be in this tier. He would be below Trey Lance in terms of where I think these guys finish on a per-game basis, but he would move up in this tier for as long as he's the starter. And the people that want to argue Fields and Trey Lance, Trey Lance is so much more raw than Fields, he's going to take off and run instinctually. Yeah. He's a little it's bit a bigger, part of his game. physical player. Right. It's going to be part of his game because he's going to instinctually go to that. I think Kyle's going to let him more so than Fields is going to have people in his ear. Do not take off and do this. I mean, look, I, the fact that I don't know that he's a better rusher than Trubisky, man. Trubisky never got enough credit for being a damn good runner of the football when he was allowed to do it, when he let allowed himself to do it. Instinctually, he can run the freaking ball. I just don't think it's going to be a huge part of Justin Fields' game this year. Uh, by the way, Jamie, uh, uh, Tyra Taylor, uh, he's keeping the seat, seat warm for your 36th ranked fantasy quarterback this season in, in Davis Mills. So maybe, maybe he might be keeping the seat warm for a kid in, kid in college right now. I was just making that day. I'm making a Davis Mills Make joke. Uh, the last tier here for us is tier four. Not going to read all the names here in this tier. Only a couple of them. 
19, Zach Wilson, 18, Tua, Tungavailoa, 17, Kirk Cousins, 16, Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're going to have to wait to see if there are how many more quarterbacks there are uh, in tier four. Or you can next. go to the draftnetwork.com and you can see it then. Listen, uh, it was a tease, Jamie. Okay. It, Maybe it's a bad tease when they have access to all the information, Christopher. But uh, let's start with Zach Wilson, though, because I think his, his elevation into this tier is simply because I think he starts the whole season. I don't think that's a bull take. He's going to start week one. Uh, you know, where I don't know how many games Lance is going to start and how many game fields is going to start, but he's going to start the whole season here. Uh, they're going to have, they're going to throw the ball a little bit more than some of these other guys. It's it's kind of why he elevated in this tier. Like from a projection standpoint, he's about the same as where I have on a per game basis, a Tyrod Taylor or a Trey Lance or those guys, but he's going to start the whole season. Uh, I know you want to ask about Tua. I tried my best here to kind of figure out what to project for Tua. So I, I, I looked at, to get the past stamps, I looked at what Brian Flores weighted towards last year, averaged last year and, and the year before in Miami with a little bit weight to last year. Try to look at some of the touchdown percentage. I, I, I figured the best way to try to project some progression for Tua without going too crazy because we are – I mean, this is all a guess. We're trying to predict the future, but more so guessing than I would feel comfortable with. I just used his rates from the games he started and finished. So I took away the ones where they benched him. And I said, okay, if I look at the games he just started and finished, and we look over the course of a season, that's 6.85 yards per attempt, you know, his like four, a little bit under, you know, 3.79 touchdown percentage, his 2.23% interception percentage. And this is kind of where I landed on him, which is about a little bit, about 4,200 yards, 23 touchdowns, 13, 14 picks. Um, You know, he put a handful of touchdowns on the ground as well. This is kind of where I landed on him, where he is in this just by week, you know, could spike on, you know, four or six teams on a buy type of a thing, could spike into the top 15 there. But he comes in at QB 18 for me, about a little bit over 18 fantasy points per game. And this is kind of where I feel comfortable with him. Like, I don't think there's 20 points per game upside with him at this stage, at least from what I have seen. This is kind of where I feel comfortable with him. Jamie, this one makes a lot of sense to me. I'm actually going to back you up on this one. They've also gotten rid of Chan Gailey, more tailored made the offense to him, adding Waddle and being able to throw an RPO, which he does great and couldn't really do last year because it wasn't part. Chan Gailey's never put in an RPO. That's not part of his offense. They're now building this to him. They also know what he can and can't do. And by all accounts, he didn't know the offense very well last year. One of the reasons he didn't play. Uh, Steve DeBerg could outdo these numbers in this offense with these weapons. At this point, like any competent quarterback, Kirk Cousins would blow the doors off this offense with with these you know with, with these weapons that they have. I like where you have to it. Like I saw that one and I went, yeah, kind of makes sense. Like I think he's going to be better. He throws the deep ball well. They've got weapons if those guys stay healthy, and that I think they're going to be in a lot of games. I don't know that they're going to throw it as much as he. I mean, we had fifty five attempts in one game last year, or whatever it was. Yeah, uh, I like that one. I mean, that's to me the one in this tier. You guys know where I'm going. Fitz magic, baby. I want some pieces, some shares of some Fitz magic with this offense, with that defense and getting some extra freaking uh, possessions a game. Dude, I think he's going to have an awesome year. I, I love where you have him because right now that's still some value there. I think he could finish yeah. higher than this. QB 16 for me right now. I, I took a look at the how many times Scott Turner has passed over the last couple of years, then looked at Fitzpatrick's, you know, his two-year touchdown percentage, yards per attempt, interception, all that other stuff. You're going to get the turnovers. You know you're going to deal with it. But as I continue to remind you, don't forget the interceptions the aren't yard, baby. that big a deal. 
Don't and forget yeah. the rushing yards. Yeah. If it's magic, throw a face in there. Throw his face in there. Have him a, a 150 rushing yards with a couple touchdowns on the ground as well. Uh, I think he he can flirt with 30 touchdowns passing his way in, in this combination as well. He might flirt with 17, 18, 19 picks, but that you don't mind that so much. Uh, so I like, I like him a lot in this offense and this is a significant up. Just him playing every week will be a huge upgrade because when he's played the last few years as a starter, he has been extremely fantasy relevant and in the conversation in the back part of QB one territory as needed. It's just been the, the start again, on again, off again that we have seen from him for pretty much most of his career in the later stages. But I'm really excited about him as well. Um, and then Kirk Cousins is just steady Eddie there. Like he's not exciting. People don't like people love to make fun of him. But from a fantasy perspective, particularly given the the few amount of attempts that he has, he always puts up numbers like he's never going to be somebody you feel comfortable with as your QB one. But as a as a mid to high level QB two, this is where he's going to be. Like he's in no danger of losing his job, people. Let, let's no. go ahead and throw that out there right now. Kellen Mond is not taking Kirk Cousins' job this year. It's not going to happen. Week I don't nine, baby. We plays if Kirk Cousins gets hurt. Like, I, I like I like where you got Kirk too. I mean, Kirk, you, you, steady Eddie. You hit you hit the nail on the head with that one. That's it. Part one: quarterback projections, rankings in the books. You will hear the rest of these on Monday, and then we transition, I believe, to running backs as next up uh, on the schedule. I don't really have it in front of me, so I'm kind of guessing there, but I think running backs is next up. You know what? Running backs is next up. I may, I'm making the declaration. Even if it's wrong on the schedule, Jamie, that's what we're doing next week. Where can everybody follow the rankings are on Twitter and follow social me, media? You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, at Jamie Eisner TDN on Instagram, and then keep an eye out for wide receiver rankings that will drop on Thursday, June oh. 3rd. Oh. Top 100. And we'll get top into those 100. as we... Yeah, top oh. 100. I want to go 100 deep on the wide receivers. So. When you sleep... Uh, I don't. So uh, we will uh, we will go through all the positions at different points on the show, including the top 15 quarterbacks on Monday. So we we're going we're gonna to go through all of these and all the projections, but you're, kind of, you're getting these projections that I'm revealing to you earlier than the general public by listening to the TD and Fantasy Podcast. Jake, your social media. Jake B. Arians on Twitter, Arians NFL on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at True Radio, SCHU Radio. Follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy. That's where you're going to want to tweet your questions for Jamie and for us, uh, your thoughts on these projections. We're going to do a full QA episode, uh, our final thoughts episode at the end of this whole process, at the end of the month. So at TDN Fantasy on Twitter for all of that. And again, the draftnetwork.com, the fantasy tab is where all of these, uh, these rankings are being posted. So you can follow along and see them and read Jamie's thoughts with them. That is going to do it for us. Everybody have a great rest of your week and weekend. We'll be, we will be back on Monday, part two of the quarterback projections for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done 